Project Up from Comcast is working to help advance digital equity and build a world of unlimited possibilities. From connecting people to the internet, to opening doors for innovators, entrepreneurs, storytellers, and creators, we can help create a future that benefits generations to come. Over the next 10 years, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach tens of millions of people with the opportunities and resources they need to succeed in an increasingly digital world. Learn more at comcast.com slash project up. Hey, how you guys doing out there? This is Keith, and you are listening to and or watching Seen It, T and Keith Talk Film. Uh, today, we're going to talk about American Psycho. Now, American Psycho is a 2000 American black comedy slasher film co-written and directed by Mary Heron, based on Brett Easton Ellis's 1991 novel of the same name. It stars Kristen Bale, Willem Dafoe, Jared Leto, Josh Lucas, Chloe Seveny, Samantha Mathis, Cara Seymour, Justin Thoreau, Genevieve or Guinevere Turner, Reg E. Kathy, and Reese Witherspoon. Set in the 1980s, the film focuses on the actions of Patrick Bateman the self-proclaimed American Psycho of the title. While at first glance, Bateman is a yuppie New York City stockbroker, he is gradually revealed to be living a gruesome second life as a serial killer, preying on prostitutes, work colleagues, and finally random members of the public. Should I read any more? Okay. Producer Edward R. Pressman purchased the film rights to the novel in 1992 after discussions with David Cronenberg fell through. Heron was brought on to direct and cast Bale in the lead role. Lionsgate acquired worldwide distribution in 1997 and temporarily replaced Heron and Bale with Oliver Stone in direct as director and Leonardo DiCaprio portraying Patrick Bateman. DiCaprio left in favor of the beach and Heron and Bale were brought back. American Psycho debuted at the Sunday at the Sundance Film Festival on January 21st, 2000 and was released theatrically on April 14, 2000. The film was a financial success and received generally positive reviews with particular praise from both Bale's performance and the screenplay. It has since developed a cult following. A direct-to-video sequel, American Psycho 2, was released in 2002, albeit with almost no relation to the original. So, let's watch the trailer of this 2000 classic. New card. What do you think? Oh, very nice. Patrick, you're so sweet. Jean? Yes, Patrick? Would you like to accompany me to dinner? Sabrina, why don't you dance a little? Christy, get down on your knees. 
We're not through yet. That's a wonderful suit. It looks so soft. I don't think I can control myself. If you stay, something bad will happen. I feel lethal, on the verge of frenzy. I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. Do you have any witnesses or fingerprints? Actually, yes. Hmm. You're an human. I know my uh, behavior can be erratic sometimes. Hey, Paul! So, what do you do? I'm into, uh, well, murders and executions mostly. I have all the characteristics of a human being, but not a single clear, identifiable emotion. I simply am not there. I, uh... <laughs> I just had <laughs> to kill a lot of people! So, American Psycho. Now, let's talk about this film really quickly. Um, Where do I begin? Um, Now, I love Kristen Bell. I am a Kristen Bell fan. I think that Kristen Bell is an amazing actor. He's, he's a method actor. And um, ironically enough, this was kind of like his big break. And I'm not going to say like, you know, this is, you know, this is the film that broke him. But it, in a in a way, it kind of is. It, it it showcased his his acting acumen. It showed his acting prowess. Um, you know, in a lot of people's regards. I, for one, on the front end of this film, didn't think that he was doing such a great job at acting. <laughs> um, it wasn't until later in the uh, you know you know later down the film that you were able to really see who he was as an actor but that might be large in part due to who he was playing he was playing a guy by the name of patrick bateman who wasn't who wasn't really able to show his true self and so in many respects he was very robot robotic and that's what i was getting from from um Kristen bale's um um performance but i think but i think that's what i should be getting i'm like man you're doing a bad acting job but how do you how do you do a bad acting job? How do you do a good acting job at doing a bad acting job? And that might have been what he was doing. Um, it was there were a lot of things that set him off. And this film it makes you think about people in your life that might be this way. You know what I mean? Of course, not in the same extreme, but being psychotic is not. It's not a false thing. It's not sci-fi. It's it's real and it happens. Um, and I don't I don't know the right term for it, but there are micro, you know, th there are micro circumstances like this where people they are psychotic and they don't care about anything and they don't care about anyone, but they have this this fixation on something. You know, what I mean that gets them off in many respects. Um, 
this film was very telling about how narcissistic even you have to be in order to be psychotic. Um, that falls under the line of narcissism. Being psychotic is narcissistic. Like where, like for him, you know, the business card scene said a lot. There's a scene in the film where all of his, you know, his his business colleagues that, I mean, for all intents and purposes are his friends, they are showcasing to one another their business cards, right? And to you, you know what I mean, to a person that isn't necessarily in that field or you've worked with business cards or you've done business cards, but you don't think about it in the same vein as these guys are thinking about it, they're showing off their business cards and they know all about like, you know, the type of paper that's used, the type of lettering that's used. Is it raised or is it engraving and, and things of that nature? Of course, you might look at one business card and say that um, one is better than the other. But the funny thing about this scene is large in part, they all look the same but they he was able to tell the difference and he became infuriated at how someone's business card was better than his or he was infuriated at how someone's apartment someone someone's apartment or someone felt that another person's apartment looked better than his and he was like well it's not that good. and it would enrage him to the point where it's like okay well i'm gonna kill you <laughs> because you feel this way or you think this way or you think this way about me um but you know just going back to the business card scene i thought that it was genius to show how something so minute something so minuscule could really set off a person like that or really what could be going through a person's mind um he said greed and disgust are his only identifiable emotions greed and disgust are his only identifiable emotions um i would add one jealousy and it was right there and like i think you're so narcissistic um it's one of those films y'all so so rock with me on this it's um you're you become so narcissistic to the point where you won't even admit to yourself that you're jealous of someone you you know you 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 equate it as greed as rather than jealousy like it's easier for me to say i just want everything as opposed to saying what this person has um makes me jealous of them because i don't have it which would in a way um incite the idea that you have an insecurity and you can't have an insecurity when you're narcissistic um so it's it, it, that in and of itself is crazy man um he said i think my mask of sanity is about to slip oh man don't we all wear the mask don't we all wear the mask in some aspects um even with him angrily rolling a lifeless body okay so that was one of my um one of my notes um he's rolling and i i i think i'm writing these things because in saying these things and these things are coming to my mind because i'm like you're trying to figure out what makes him psychotic like you killing people doesn't necessarily make you psychotic that's not what necessarily makes you that but what are the what are the symptoms what are the traits and what is your backstory now i love backstory now this film doesn't necessarily give that 
and it doesn't even give you license to infer on what his backstory might be you just see this handsome guy and you just see this guy that is well to do you see this guy that's putting up a front he he's all about um civil rights he's all about um feeding the hungry and things of these nature of this nature but it's just a mask it's just a mask and so it's just a mask for and even that mask is to be praised so you have all of these things which you know that um they cultivate a a really really insecure person they cultivate this very hard shell to penetrate because what's inside of that shell is something very very soft and you know and insecure um but you know so he's hoisting and i don't even want to say hoisting but he's 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 arduously and laboriously um 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 putting a body into the back of a trunk right as he had just killed a very important person in the story right which, which leads him to you know you know down this road of like man i'm really really losing it um as if he hadn't already lost it um so he's putting his body into a trunk a friend walks by and the friend is like because he put him into some garment bag he's like oh man what kind of garment bag is that and this dude is so enthralled and so engulfed within himself and the idea of appearance is, you know, he takes, he takes, what did I say? Um, it's, he takes, he was still pridefully obliged. If that's a thing. And I think it's a thing. He was pridefully obliged to tell his friend where he got the bag, the body was in. So he was like, it's it's a East Saint Laurent or, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, but he he said it like, man, I, I have to tell you this because you know, my ego won't allow me not to tell you this. I'm really in the middle of something. I'm really trying to cover up a, a very heinous crime that I did. But on the way to doing that, I will indeed tell you that this is a very expensive bag that this person is in, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I do recommend, um, <laughs> um people going to uh not going to see but um taking the time out and watching american cycle cycle if you can stomach it um everything needs to be perfect everything needs to be his way so even in the way in which he's dealing with the hookers or the prostitutes or the ladies of the night it has to be a certain way he had a coaster someone said someone said a uh someone was getting ready to set a drink down on his desk or in or in his uh coffee table and of course he just rushes to get a, a coaster and, and you know like almost like anally like what's going on with this guy like where everything has to be how he wants it to be and that's really not how life works but that's how life should work when you're a narcissist and when you feel like everything should be done everything should be in place he had knives and usually usually when you go into a kitchen you you'll see and you pull out the the silverware drawer you'll see that it is sectioned off his his way of thinking was so astute and so meticulous that he had a knife drawer and the knives they didn't even have a section they were just placed neatly in the drawer like where they wouldn't move or anything like that he was and his kitchen was pristine his kitchen was top-notch um the you know just everywhere every you know like his 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 abode was white and black very plain but very rigid very sleek at the same time very clean very clean um 
and I'm not saying that if you're that way that you're a psycho. I'm just saying that his need for things to be perfect and out of the way or in the right place at this at and all everything just aligning correctly. He's very anal about it. He can't help but slightly overplay his hand and um, you know, because of the pride. So a detective after he kills who he kills after he kills um Paul Allen, um the detective comes to see him because they're trying to find out about his whereabouts. Um, and so, you know, and so in, in him trying to find information about him trying to find information about what the detective and what's, what the law firm or what the law knows about Paul Allen's, um, disappearance, he kind of like eggs the detective on a little bit. Like, so you're saying it, but you know what I mean? Like he, he did it to a point not just to find out information, but to see how well he covered it up, you know, like to see how well he covered it up and to see how, how much the detective knew and like, kind of like, kind of like you get the, uh, the feeling that he has this kind of like, gotcha, gotcha moment. You know what I mean? Like when he's dealing with the detective, it's like, oh, well, I know something you don't know. I actually did do it, but I'm really going to stand on the edge of this cliff and even like, like swing my leg over the edge of the cliff. Even, you know what I mean? Prideful to the nth degree. Um, um, he can't help, but slightly overplay his hand. Um, the sex scene, he, he was more turned on. So he's having, he's having a, a threesome with these, with these women. And he, he seemingly is more turned on by his own reflection than him even dealing with not one, but two women at the same time. Um, so that, you know, it, it kind of gives you, this film kind of gives you like an open book in the mind of a psychotic person you know, of, of a narcissist in to the extreme degree. Um, he can, he couldn't see that Courtney was depressed mainly because he didn't care about her. Um, the Courtney was, um, I believe her name was Courtney. She was the person that, um, he was having an affair with. Um, she was saying, if I don't see you before this time, I'm like, fam, she's crying out and he couldn't even see it. He couldn't see it because he didn't care. Um, the detective let him know the detective, let him know that he killed Paul Allen for no reason. Um, so there was a, a part in the movie when, you know, they were having lunch, him and the, the detective that cause the detective would continue to see him and inquire and interrogate him. Um, in this very, very casual manner, if, if we're having lunch, you know, I, I would say. And so he let him, you can tell that the, even though the detective wasn't sure that he was doing it, but you could tell that the detective thought that he was doing it. If this is my third time meeting you and we're having lunch, I'm, I'm, you are a person of interest. Um, but he says, he said, it would kind of be crazy that like his friends would just kill him for no reason. And then he laughed and, you know, and, um, Christian Bale's character, Patrick Bateman, he smiles. He, but he, he smiles this bewildered smile like, wow, it made sense at the time why I killed him. But you're right. This was really a non-issue. I didn't have to kill this guy. I really killed him just because I felt like it for no good reason at all. Um, um, last point. Um, I was thinking that there was a check that might have gotten him in trouble. Um, and, and really really i'll say 
everything was set up for him to get in trouble. But the last scene that he had with his lawyer, and I won't give it away, but the last scene that he had with his lawyer told you everything you needed to know about being a psycho or a white psycho in America. Um, there was a scene where he's blowing all types of stuff up. He blew, <laughs> it's towards the end of the film. He he blew up a whole a troop of police. He he shot everybody. And apparently he's a sharpshooter because he was shooting people like from far away. And apparently you only have like six bullets in, in, this, in this type of gun. But he shot off maybe like 10 shots. Hit everybody the first go round, right smack in the head. You, it was almost as if it was a dream that he was having, but it wasn't. It wasn't a dream at all. Um, I didn't really like that. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Um, but he was out on the lamb, or he felt like he was out on the lamb, and then he found out that there was really no need for him to hide from anything. Um, American Psycho is about is is really, in my opinion, um an allegorical film about, you know, for lack of a better phrase, and, you know, to be, to be rich, um, aspiring to be a rich, aspiring male, white male in America. It's not about killing people at all, <laughs> uh, or not directly, at least it's about privilege. And so um, with that said, I would encourage you to watch it. Um, this has been Seen It. I have been Keith, and this has been Seen It, Keith, NT, Talk Film. Thank you. Peace. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.